morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Wednesday morning. We have all of your insane NBA bubble action from Tuesday. I'm Zach Harper. I'm joined by the Athletics cultural anthropologist, Wozni Lambray. We have Andrew Schlecht writing out all the play-in tournament possibilities. Coming up on today's show, the Spurs keep winning. Devin Booker keeps playing like a bubble MVP. And the Grizzlies, they're probably done. But first... Was I've always said this, NBA basketball in August always delivers. We've never had bad <laughs> NBA basketball undefeated. in August, and it can never lost. undefeated. It's just never lost at all. 134, 131. That's the Blazers over the Mavericks. Now, the funny thing about this is we have a lot of key matchups with these bubble teams with these teams in the West playing for the 8 was, and we had a bunch of teams take their stars out, right? Like, just, ah, uh, you know what, we're going to rest these guys. The Sixers rest their whole starting lineup today. Uh, you know, the Rockets rested James Harden. Not the Mavericks. Mavericks said, screw the Blazers. We're playing Luka. We're playing Chris Stapps. We don't care about this. these other teams getting an easy road. The Blazers have to earn this, and thanks to Damian Lillard, 61 points. That's right. 6-1, 112 points in his last two games. Was he got a shooter's bounce on a 40-footer, 36-footer. I don't know how far that was, but he got a shooter's bounce as a heat check, which I think was 57, 58, and 59 points that I don't think Paul George would call a good shot. But he was absurd. Like, this is the thing, Was is when you talk trash, when you miss for clutch free throws, <laughs> when you put the target on your back, you have to deliver, and he's delivered 112 points in the last two games. Yeah, it's just amazing. 61 points on 41 shooting percentages. For those of you at home, that is that's pretty good efficiency. That's insane efficiency in a basically a can't lose game. You know, on um, the way the Western Conference playoff race has shaped up um, in the race for the playing game, it's all bunched up. The Blazers could not afford to lose this game if they wanted to control their own destiny, and they come out and their leader delivers uh there's just no other way to put it and with dane the reason why it's notable zach is because it's part of a pattern you know people will note the year that they lost lamarcus aldridge it was sort of this idea that hey man you know they lost their best player it's a fairly young team they're not gonna really do anything there's nothing to expect Dame comes in, has the season of his life carries them to the playoffs and it's just been essentially the blazers Outside of this season, which you can't really count because they were so decimated by injury, but the Blazers consistently overperforming or outperforming their expectations in the Dame era. And you're seeing that here in the bubble. Like, you know, they were completely out of the playoff idea and conversation when the season was suspended back in March. Um, obviously, you know, the way the, the, the restart was sort of conceived, they had to give the guy, all the teams that were coming back a reasonable shot at making the playoffs. And this is importantly finishing within four games. They're now going to be the eighth seed. <laughs> like, yeah, they, they, they moved, moved ahead, ahead of Memphis. Legitimately. Yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible. Um, just incredible to see. Dame was just, he was just amazing. This, this is what you, this is what a superstar is supposed to do. This is, you know, we throw around the term superstar franchise guys. And this, this is the definition of it. He put the team on his back. He really did. And like, I mean, 17 to 32 from the field, nine to 17 from deep, 18 of 18 from the line, had eight assists, had five rebounds, but 61 points after the game. You can see him mouthing, put some fucking respect on my name. Like he's like, he is locked in. They're going to play the nets on Thursday. 
Now the Nets, you know, they beat the Bucks earlier in this bubble experience. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel great about the Nets in this one. They're already locked into the seventh seed. There's nothing that can happen to them. I feel like Dame is going to go for like 65. Yeah, only thing that you can maybe say is, you know, just professionalism and personal pride. Maybe guys are not going to want to see Dame drop another 50 or 40 piece on them. Sure. But I I don't know that personal or professional pride is going to be able to save anybody at this year at this stage of the game. Dame is just he's just playing out of his mind. All right, was now I have to ask, and I don't mean to stir the pot here. A couple of offensive fouls called on the Mavericks. There was the Chris Tapps Porzingis one, and he's trying to fight for position on a switch against Gary Trent Jr. They reviewed it. They still confirmed that it was on Porzingis that he created the illegal contact first. And then Trey Burke found, I think, Tor- Dorian Finney-Smith in the corner, mm-hmm. but kind of like threw his shoulder into Dame to clear out. They called that foul. Should both of those fouls have gone against Ma- the Mavericks, or should they have been no No, fouls? the Porzingis thing, that's one of those things that gets on my nerves, Zach. It's, it's similar to the block charge in the sense that the way it's called is the same way it's called for high school kids. Where, like, you're playing the team from across town who has all the 6'8 kids, and you have nothing but 5'11", and your center's 6'1 and a half. And how they, you know, how they balance that is, you know, when you're getting muscled down in the post, they give you these cheap charge calls. In the NBA, that just should never happen. You play a switch in defense, you put a little guy on a seven-footer, and he's getting position, he has to hit, should have to hit that defender with a sledgehammer in order for somebody yeah. to call an offensive foul, I, to call a foul on the offensive player. I just think that's completely right. out of line. Now, what Trey Burke did is a little bit different. On the handoff, he did a pulling guard, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> Those of you who remember, Nate Newton will remember this. Uh, yeah, he completely fouled Dame Lillard, um, completely impeded him, stopped him from making the contest, which I don't think was actually needed. Um, and so the, the refs probably went one for two there. CJ McCollum was terrible in this game. Two of 14 from the field, eight points, but he hit two monster clutch free throws. So he showed up. Carmelo Anthony, fantastic in this game. He had a couple of big shots, had a big three-pointer down the stretch. Bubble Mello. points, 18 rebounds. Bubble Mello, man. Bubble Mello, Martyr Mello, whatever you want to call him. He's, he's killing it right now. He was 10 of 17. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic was terrible in this game. Six points on nine shots, had nine rebounds in 29 minutes. He fouled out. And Waz, this is when I knew the heat check for Dame was real. It wasn't on the shooter's bounce on that three. It's he drove the lane, and he dropped a bounce pass off to Hassan Whiteside after Nurkic fouled out. Whiteside bobbled it a little bit, but went up and scored a, a clutch basket. That's a heat check from Dame, <laughs> is trusting Hassan Whiteside in the clutch. Leader's going to lead. Exactly. Leader's going to lead. On the Mavericks side of it, you know they got, they got killed on the boards. They were, they were minus 11 on the boards. Blazers had 12 offensive boards. Kristaps Porzingis was great in this game until he fouled out. 36 points, 12 of 17 shooting, had six rebounds. It's funny, like, all right, we went nuts for Luka the other night, right? He he styles all over the Bucks. He styles all over Giannis. He puts up, like, 36, 19, and 14, and we go crazy. And then tonight, you know, watching it, he had 25 points, 10 assists, 8 rebounds. Did have six turnovers, and, and the Mavericks were uncharacteristically sloppy with the ball. But I look at that 25, 10, and 8, I'm like, Man, Luca just didn't have it tonight. That's where That's, he is, just from a t- statistical st- standpoint. Right? You know, and and you know what it reminds me of, Zach. It reminds me about two years ago with Giannis, where it got to yeah. the point where he just was incapable of having bad games. Like he would do the nineteen, fifteen, and four, and we'd be like, "Oh, this is Giannis not playing well," while playing insane defense and guarding one through five, and we'd be like, "Oh, this is Giannis not doing well because he didn't drop thirty five." Uh, we've gotten to that point now with Luca, and it's only just. 
more impressive than anything because he's still 21, still in his second year in the league. It's just, it's, it's, it's so great to see the future of the league, man. Yeah, Mavs were 20 of 44 from deep. That's actually what kept them in this game early was they just kept hitting three-pointers. Were you more surprised by Tim Hardaway Jr. dropping an efficient 24 and coming up big in the fourth quarter <laughs> or the Michael Kidd-Gilchrist signing who also had a big bucket about halfway through the fourth quarter? Uh, it's got to be MKG, man. Tri-State area legend. Oh, God, of you course. Know, <laughs> St. Pat's legend. <laughs> I, I, it's tough. Watching his career has been tough. He came in with so much promise. But it's cool to see him picking yeah. up some big minutes in the bubble. Um, one of the cool stories right alongside with campaign. <laughs> right with campaign, absolutely. So the, the Blazers move into the eighth seed. Uh, they are a half game ahead of the Memphis Grizzlies. If they win on Thursday against Brooklyn, they will uh, be in the play-in tournament, and uh, and for for Dallas, they had a chance at moving up to the six seed, but now they're pretty much locked in to a two-seven matchup with the Clippers, and that should end up being their fate in the first round. Fellas, are you prepared to unveil your summer body? The beaches are opening, the sun is shining, and the bushes have to be tamed. Manscaped is here to ensure your post-quarantine body is ready for the wild. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game. They've forever changed the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the essential Lawnmower 3.0, waterproof cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. You can also adjust the settings on the lawnmower to get a length that you like and stay on top of it with almost no effort whatsoever. Inside the Perfect Package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer because we know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day. For a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, a $39 value, and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code THEATHLETIC20. For a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. They are fantastic. So go to manscaped.com today and use the code THEATHLETIC20. All right, Waz, let's get to the news and the seeding updates. NBA announced they will give out awards for the seeding restart in the bubble in Walt Disney World. I'm assuming they just felt bad that they didn't get to give out Summer League awards, so they decided we're going to give out bubble awards, but they're going to have an all-bubble first team, an all-bubble second team, and an all-bubble MVP, a panel of sports writers and broadcasters who have been on site covering the season restart will vote on it. Um, that will be announced Saturday, uh, August 15th, before Game 1 of the Western Conference play-in, which will tip off at 2.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Waz, who you got for player of the seeding games? Because a lot of people have been saying it's Devin Booker, right? It, 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 I mean, it's not. It's 7-0, seven, <laughs> seven and oh, Waz. It's 7-0, it's oh, he's dropping 35, 9, and 7. It's not. What? It's not. 
It's not. It's Dame Lillard. Wow. <laughs> it's it's Dame Lillard. It's the guy who has just been completely unconscious with the world watching, right? With with everybody being like, "All right, put up or shut up." Now it's it's Dame Lillard. But the, more importantly, Zach, I wonder where guys are gonna put their bubble trophies. Like, are you gonna put the tr- are they gonna put the trophy like right next to you know the little plaque or whatever that you get after the wings of death at your local bar? You know what I'm saying? You know how they give you an award. <laughs> For right, like you get a little picture on the wall. Challenges. So you think yeah. they're gonna put up like a picture at Splash Mountain of like <laughs> Damian Lillard holding up a you know a, a printout or something? Because there's no way they have a trophy for it, right? Unless he might get, get like, like special ice Mickey cream ears or something. Yeah, he might get an ice cream named after him, or perhaps a pretzel. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. Oh, that's a good question. I'm sure it's gonna go right next to the snubbed All Star appearances. That's where I think Dame's award's gonna go, or Devin Booker. What's funny, Devin Booker said he's been waiting to play in games like this for a long time, and my my snarky thought was, the pandemic games? That's what he's been waiting to play? <laughs> but I can't take anything away from him. Let's get to the seeding for the Western Conference. Blazers are in the eighth seed, as I mentioned earlier, half game ahead of Memphis, half game ahead of the Suns. The Spurs are .1 percentage points behind both the Suns and the Grizzlies, so it's not a true tie three-way tie for for the nine seed right now. The Blazers play Thursday against Brooklyn, as we mentioned. The Suns play the Mavericks on Thursday, which we may see Luka and Kristaps rest in that one because they can no longer move up to the sixth seed. The Grizzlies play the Bucks on Thursday, and the way things are going for the Grizzlies, they could just throw five Pat Connaughton's out there. I don't know that it's going to go well for Memphis. And the Spurs play the Jazz. Essentially, all these teams need to keep winning. Uh, Blazers win and they're in for the eight seed. Waz, do you think there could be a better uh, a better matchup right now than Suns Blazers? I don't think so, especially the way teams are going. Right? Yeah. New Orleans and Sacramento is completely and utterly in the dumpster. Right? <laughs> I could smell the raw sewage yeah. from California. And, you know, of course, Memphis lost, essentially, for all intents and purposes, their best player in Jaron Jackson III, Triple J, Jeff Jarrett. It's just obvious these are the two teams playing the best basketball right now. And so, yeah, that's the best possible outcome for everybody. Plus, if we get either Dame or Devin Booker not getting bubble MVP, bubble MVP right before the right before the game one of the play-in tournament, maybe the only game of the play-in tournament, maybe that adds a little bit extra spice to that matchup, right? Give me my trophy. I remember oh, when, no, of course. I remember when of Chris course. Webber played Vin Baker after the 2000 Olympics, and he was busting Vin Baker's ass all night and kept yelling, where's my gold medal? Bring me my gold medal, because Chris Webber wasn't on the Dream Team then. Oh, wow. So, you know, maybe we have another one. Where's my bubble MVP? One let's of those just guys hope nobody's family gets involved and we're not fat shaming anyone. Let's, yeah, let's, that's always the goal for NBA Trash Talk. <laughs> no families involved. Suns 130, Sixers 117. No Joel Embiid, no Ben Simmons, no Josh Richardson, no Tobias Harris, no Al Horford in this game for the Sixers. So, Waz, it ends up becoming, can the Sixers win a game with Alec Burks and Mike Scott as the stars? They could not. Now, to be fair, the Suns had no Aaron Baines, no Kelly Oubre. Waz, did the Sixers... Is it on the Sixers, and, and we'll talk about this with the Rockets as well, is it on them to put their best foot forward... With this matchup, considering there's stuff on the line for other teams, or is that their problem? I I think that's their problem, especially something that's out of conference 
And it's just like, what are you really gaining from from playing this team? Like, there's there's no scenario under which you're going to see them again. It's just there's no impetus to do it. I understand the competitive balance argument, which is a which is a good one. It's a compelling one. But the, you know the way the things have been going for the Sixers, they need to just get to the playoffs healthy because absolutely nothing else has gone right for them in the bubble. So I I understand the 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 need to just be like you know what let's pack it in, let's just get to the playoffs healthy and figure out what we got. Yeah, Devin Booker was phenomenal. It didn't matter who was going to be in this game. He had thirty five points, nine rebounds, seven assists, and even like started slowly. Still ended up, ended up with thirty five nine and seven. Had a a monster dunk on Furkan Korkmaz. Like, monster left-handed dunk coming down the lane. Um, Suns dropped 40 in the second quarter to take control and then just kind of maintain. Sixers got close. They got within five, got within three a couple of times in the fourth quarter, third and fourth quarter, but just wasn't enough. Mikel Bridges, who's usually a defensive weapon, he put 24 on the Sixers today. Dario Sarge, Ricky Rubio both had big games uh, for the Sixers, as we mentioned. It was essentially Alec Burks, Mike Scott. Howell Neto, Glenn Robinson III, and Kylo Quinn almost had a triple-double, Was Nine points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists, but mostly the Sixers just trying to be healthy for next week. Suns go to 7-0. and What were, like, Waz, can, can we put into words, like, how surprising the Suns team is? Because everyone no, wrote crazy. them off. There's no way the Suns, Every, the Suns, I don't believe that the Suns thought they had this. It was they were absolutely the team that everybody snickered them and the Wizards essentially yeah. people snickered at the idea that they would be invited to some sort of playoff outcome after having won 26 games in the first 65 or whatever it was that's that's putrid for those of you at home who aren't that good at math um and so yes it was very unlikely and you know a part of it can be attributed to the fact that DeAndre Ayton missed a lot of games um, because of the suspension, and they just were a worse team for it, right? And he's and he's played fairly well in the bubble. He's been a competent NBA center in the bubble, which is not yeah. what you could have said about him during his rookie season, which is dope. And, yeah, I think the story, of course, is it's Mikael Bridges, it's Cam Johnson, you know, rounding into, like, these guys are, like, pieces that this team can build with yeah. um, going towards the future. But, of course, it's Devin Booker, who has just proven himself to be a bona fide NBA star. Uh, and, and, and that's a great thing to see. And, again, I mentioned campaign earlier because, and I mentioned this on another podcast, but, you know, last summer we saw him at NBA Summer League and everybody was just so bummed about it like damn it was he's in a, it was depressing he's man. at summer league like yeah. he's never gonna stick to a team again 19 minutes tonight plus 17 in those minutes he's been really good as a backup you know point guard and you know it's just a really cool story to see man the Suns are a dope story all around yeah they really are um Suns didn't play much defense in this one but I don't know that they really had to considering who the Sixers had out and the Suns were just amazing on offense. Booker shot 11 of 24 from the field, 11 of 12 from the free throw line. He actually had their only missed free throw of the of the day. Rubio had 16 points, 10 assists, 5 boards. Dario Saric was big off the bench, 7 of 9 from the field for 18 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists. The Spur or the Suns with 28 assists to just 7 turnovers in this game shot 55% from the field. For the Sixers, Alec Burks had 23, Mike Scott Went into the game having taken three field goal attempts in the bubble. Was he took he put up twelve shots in twenty two minutes. He was going to get his shot attempts, and then Howell Neto had twenty two points for the Sixers. Suns have a chance to go eight and zero in the bubble on Thursday once again when they play the Dallas Mavericks. 
Spurs 123, Rockets 105, other big game from today. Spurs needed a win to keep pace with everybody. The Rockets sat James Harden. No Eric Gordon, no Daniel House in this one. Um, again, Rockets, you know, the Spurs had something to play for. Rockets decided we're going to take care of our own. You know, Waz, I keep, I keep wondering this if, if it's on teams to, to put their best foot forward. But at the same time, the Spurs didn't want to be in this position. The Suns didn't want them to be in this position. Or the Blazers, you should have won more games earlier in the season. But once again, like it just, I yeah, there's it, no, there's it's, just it feels no weird watching in the it. moment. Then when I stay, I take a step back from it. I'm like, yeah, these, these teams were bad for 70 games. That's, yeah, that's there's a them. reason why you're battling for a ninth seed. Right. You were a mediocre team for a majority, like not even a just a majority, an overwhelming majority of the season. Yeah. So you, you, they have no legs to stand on as far as crying about you know b- people being uncompetitive in these last few games. Teams that secured their spot in the postseason already. Yep, absolutely. Keldon Johnson, another big bubble performance from him. 24 points off the bench for the Spurs. Keldon Johnson's good, was. Like this guy, this guy can actually play. Like the Spurs may have found yeah. another just gem for them to develop at the end of the first round. Yeah, no, he's he's shown himself to be a dope young piece. And I think the Spurs went into this using it as a developmental opportunity for their young guys. Uh you've seen it with Murray. Um, and you've seen it with you know all of their young guys who yeah, sort Lonnie of look Walker, really Derek Lonnie White, Walker. Yeah. That dude is explosive. Yeah. Um, and 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 it's been cool to see that the Spurs' future isn't completely dire and desolate, and isn't going to be relegated to just like I Demar Derozan is our savior and hero. You feel me? Right. Exactly. He did have twenty three points, six boards, four assists, but it wasn't just him in this one. Spurs. Actually sloppy with the ball, 22 turnovers, the fourth time they've gone 20 turnovers or more, and was they're 4-0 when that happens. So maybe they should just stop taking care of the ball, because this is 100% of the time they win when they turn the ball over at least 20 times. They dominated the first half, never really had to get worried about the Rockets making a huge push. Russell Westbrook took the reins for this one, played just 28 minutes, had 20 points, 6 assists, 5 boards, 7 turnovers. Um, I actually questioned whether or not Mike D'Antoni should have played P.J. Tucker and Robert Covington as much as he did. I know there's a depth issue, and I know that there's only so many guys you can throw out there was. But 27 minutes for Tucker, Covington played 29. And I just look at that as like, these guys these guys need to get some rest in there. They need to get fine-tuned, but they don't have a whole lot of depth inside with what they're doing. And I, I just worry that you know these kind of games are, are wear and tear that these guys don't need. And you would think Mike D'Antoni with his infamous six and seven man rotations would be like, look, I, I'm going to be running these guys in the ground pretty soon here. Um, right. So let me just give the, use this opportunity to give them the rest. I don't know what the thinking is behind that, but, you know, we'll see if it, if it ends up, you know, bearing out that this would have mattered. Yeah, Spurs out-rebounded the Rockets by 22. That's going to be an issue still for the small Rockets going forward. Uh, Rockets went 14 of 48 from deep. That's just 29.2%. Other games from the bubble on Tuesday. Brooklyn Nets are missing just about every regular player in the rotation, but Jeremiah Martin and Timothy Luau Cabarro led them with 24 points apiece in a 108-96 victory over the Orlando Magic. Memphis Grizzlies lost to the Boston Celtics 122-107, falling out of the 8th seed in the Western Conference behind the Portland Trailblazers, as we mentioned earlier. John Morant did have 26 points and 13 assists, but couldn't overcome Jason Tatum's 29 points. Pelicans and Kings played a meaningless game with the Kings winning 112-106 behind 25 points from Harrison Barnes. 
Why do these two teams still have to play? Just send them home. They're playing for nothing. Bucks beat the Wizards 126-113. Giannis got ejected for headbutting Mo Wagner. Also, a note from earlier, CJ McCollum has a fracture in his lower back. That likely explains why he had such a bad game shooting the ball. Big games coming up on Wednesday. We've got just the four from the bubble. Pacers take on the Rockets. Sixers take on Toronto. The Miami Heat played the Oklahoma City Thunder. And then we will be tucked into bed at night by the Clippers and the Nuggets. Was none of these really matter. I guess Clippers-Denver could have some uh, two-seed implications if Denver wins. I actually expect the Clippers to take that one seriously, lock up the two-seed, and then cruise the rest of the week. Anything grab your attention here? Not really. Uh, the seeds are locked in. Um, matchup wise, I, I I think there. I don't. I sorry. Excuse me. I don't think there's a huge matchup difference between the Rockets, the 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 Mavericks, Utah, and Denver. To be quite honest with you. Yeah. Um, but you know, some people might say the way Utah has played out here it hasn't really inspired much, but I don't see much of a difference in between that that mix of teams. And so if you're the Clippers, I don't I don't I don't think they're too worried about it. But I think statement wise, pride wise, they should wanna, you know, cave these guys' heads in. That's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other shows across the Athletic Podcast Network. Of course, the Athletic NBA show. We've got Hoops Adjacent coming up on Wednesday. Waz, what do we have for Hoops Adjacent? Man, we got John Hollinger was on the show, uh, and we basically bounced around the league, talked about some of the cooler stories, whether it be, well, not the cooler stories, but the pressing stories, uh, what's happening with the Lakers' de- uh, offense, what's happening with the Bucks' defense, um, do we think the Clippers have spent enough time sort of gelling as a team this season because of all of the injuries and the lineup changes, uh, and just a myriad of other things, and obviously John is great always, and so you should check that out. I believe uh, the tampering episode from Tuesday had Joe Ingles. You want to check that out. And uh, make sure you check out No Dunks. They're doing great podcasts every day, bubble wrap. Everything to to wrap up the nights is good. House of Strauss, all the team-specific shows. Just click follow on the app to get notifications for new episodes and utilize that comment section for the podcast. If you're not a member, go to athletic.com, sign up. Become a subscriber, Waz. It's that simple. Just become a subscriber. You get to comment on everything. You get to read everything. It's the best coverage out there. What are you doing? You know? You gotta, you gotta sign up. It's the only way to go. Thanks for waking up with us. Put on a mask. Stay socially distanced from everybody. Please be safe. And Waz, hit me with that sign-off. You can ding my bell. Ding my bell. My bell. Ding my bell.